Over the past two weeks, the Franklin H. Williams Judicial Commission had released excerpts of oral history interviews conducted with the founding mothers and fathers of the commission. We'll close out the series with the Honorable Dorothy Chin Brandt, an original member of the commission. I'm John Carr, Senior Advisor for Strategic and Tactical Communications. I hope you've enjoyed these interview snippets. I'd like to express my thanks to the co-chairs, Justices Troy Weber and Shirley Troutman, as well as Executive Director Mary Lynn Nicholas Brewster, for preserving these interviews for posterity and making them available to the public. The concept was that the courts were perceived as, um, I guess the word is unfriendly or not friendly to minorities, and the idea was to find out what the perception was among the uh, community at large and to try to remedy whatever the perceptions were so that the the courts are supposed to be fair and impartial, and as a judge, you're supposed to be fair and impartial. Uh, but that certainly was not the perception, maybe, or the reality uh, throughout the state. So the idea was to find out what, what, what was the perception and how it could be remedied. Uh, at the time, I had just been elected in 1987, so I took the bench uh, January 1st, 1988, and I had a very hard time getting elected. I was the first Asian-American woman judge uh, in New York State <laughs> in history. And at the, uh, at the time that I ran for election, we had two judges. One was in uh, housing court, uh, Asian-American judges. One was in housing court and one was in criminal court. They both had been appointed. And... Um, there were no women judges and no elected, actually there were no elected Asian American officials. So my election was something of a breakthrough and um, I was very happy to, but a little bit, um, I guess, I, w I was very happy to be part of a cis part of the commission that would remedy any uh, perceptions of racism. If I could just tell a little bit about my background. So, okay. Please. Okay. Um, the commission... Uh, took anecdotal information from uh, throughout the New York State, and uh, the, they wanted to find out what the perception was of the court system. Perception is different from reality, but in a lot of ways it's stronger than reality because that's what people uh, think and feel is going on, and maybe it's harder to counteract. Um, of course, I couldn't give testimony because I was a commissioner, but um, I was at the induction of, um, he became, of course, the mayor of the city of New York, but at that time he had won election for borough president. That's our honorable Mayor Dinkins. And I was teaching at NYU Law School at the time, besides having my practice. And I took two students from mainland China with me and my husband uh, to the induction and um, as you can tell from the last of my three names, my husband, through no fault of his own, is not Asian-American, but he's a very nice guy. Anyway, so, so there were two, um, well, actually, there are three Chinese people sitting in a row. And then my husband, Kevin Brandt, was sitting on the other side, an elderly gentleman sitting on the other side of Kevin. And then when we got home, Kevin said to me that the gentleman who was sitting on his side obviously didn't know that we were married, and he said to Kevin, you really shouldn't be speaking to those Orientals. You can't trust them. 
And it turned out this was a judge of our court system, although he was a retired judge at the time. So, of course, I became infuriated, uh, and I found out that we had no elected uh, official, Asian-American officials. We had two judges that I just mentioned, and no women um, Asian-American judges. So I decided, since I felt I was pretty smart <laughs> and I could be fair and impartial, and I wanted to be fair and impartial, that, uh, that uh, I should run for, to get representation on the bench of our, our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the uh, getting back to the commission, uh, a little bit of my personal background had much to do had much to do with um, the mission of the com- of the commission, and I, I was uh, very happy about being able to serve under um, uh, Ambassador Williams. But we we didn't have any Asian American representation on the on the bench, or not very much of it. Um, so the commission, by finding that there was poor representation of many minorities and trying to remedy that was very much of my my personal story. So you start off with the commission, and, and I think one of the first things you did is you held a whole bunch of public hearings across the state and um, got an earful. Yes, yeah, yeah. What sort of things were you, were you hearing? What sort of um, uh, perceptions, reality, or whatever they were, were you... Were you were you picking up at these hearings? Well, that the uh, especially the minorities felt that the uh, the court system was very alien, was I would say hostile, not to even uh, even be ho- helpful, but hostile. Um, if if I can tell you a little about my personal experience, Please okay, do. okay. Um, of course, you know I couldn't provide any testimony because I was a commissioner, but I was uh, when I was still um, well. Of course, I was new on the bench still. Um, and I was assigned to another courthouse for either weekend arraignments or night arraignments. So I show up in the clerk's office, and uh, they thought I was the interpreter because, you know, of course I couldn't be the judge, which um, I guess it's insulting to me, but it also shows that <laughs> usually the staff likes to know who the, who's the judge you know, who's going to be because it, it, uh, it dep- it'll mean something about how their shift is going to go. So if... They even bothered to look up that Dorothy Chinbrand is going to be uh, their judge for the night or for Saturday or Sunday. Then you know they could figure out that uh, somebody looking like me comes in, that I'm the judge presiding. But I just they just assume since I'm a woman and Asian American that I have to be in the interpreter. Of course, you know they were embarrassed when they found out that uh, I was the judge. But it's it was a mentality uh, mentality at the time. How do we heal those wounds, and are we still trying to heal those wounds? Sure. Uh, I mean, there are a number of um, measures uh, that were implemented um, as soon as the commission came out. Uh, The whole court system uh, underwent diversity training. I forget the exact name of it, so that there was some sensitivity to people who come from different backgrounds who don't speak English. Um, then if you go back a little bit more and we talk about legal education, um, having encouraging, uh, sometimes in the, I should say, sometimes in the court system, minority, they were talking 1988, so the, there were some minority lawyers, I don't think there were that many, um, 
and sometimes they were not treated as well as non-minority lawyers. So, um, you know, sensitivity training. I, I treat everybody the same, or I try to. Um, uh, the lawyers, the interpreters, the defendants, the complainants, uh, all personnel. Um, but um, not everybody was like that in, in those days. Um, and then we went back to look at legal education, try to get my more minority. At that time, there were very few Asian-American lawyers also. We used to joke around um, that we could put all the Asian-American lawyers in a phone booth. Okay, so first of all, there are no more phone booths. <laughs> uh, but also, happily, we have a lot more Asian-American lawyers. We didn't have an Asian-American bar at that time in uh, 1988. Um, we had a loose group of lawyers who, Chinese. I think we call ourselves the Chinese Lawyers Association, um, and we, we met once in a while. But now we have a full-fledged bar association, Asian-American bar, and um, uh, uh, very full force, very active. Um, our jury selection, the jury pool is widened. I, th I think Judge uh, K, unfortunately, is also not with us anymore. Uh, had a lot to do with that. So um, minorities are um, involved in serving. So so that if you're a minority and you walk into the court, a minority and a defendant, you walk into the courtroom, you. Um, don't see just people who are not like you there. You'll see some some of some of your own um, minority race or background or gender. Um, I myself have been involved in some of the organizations that uh, have reached out to the community. I've given talks on uh, jury service. Um, you know the importance of serving on a jury. A jury um, explaining small claims court to um, to the community. Um, we had uh, our outreach to the clergy that was under more Judge K. We had a clergy day, uh, a various clergy day, um, where we reached out to the community and um, told the clergy about uh, the whole court system, how it works, uh, the importance of having um, clergy involved. And of course, there's a separation of church and state, but. Um, uh, having the, the clergy understand the court system. And I actually have had uh, some clergy people say, you know, we, we, we see drugs as a problem. Is, you know, could, uh, is, could you explain what, what the court does with uh, the drug situation so we can explain it to our community? And they visited the drug court. Um, so we, we've done a, a lot, not enough, but we've done certainly some of um, Ambassador Williams' work uh, ongoing. There's still a lot to be done, of course, but uh, but I think it's a. If you go to if uh, just if you go into the lobby of any of well, my my uh, uh, my uh, courthouse, which is in Kew Gardens, and the officers are are helpful for the train to be helpful friendly actually they they really want to help uh, if you talk to any of them they said you know this person was looking for this it makes them feel good to help instead of being hostile and, uh, and uh, some of the court officers are bilingual um, it's really really helpful uh, so you know if you can't communicate uh, how do you know what's going on but they're you know it's the walking into the into the courthouse you don't have to be a defendant you could be a complainant you could be someone looking for help uh, you could be a prospective juror, and it's um, it's a frightening place. You know, thing. Uh, so by having, uh, I think the word is user friendly, but it could be um, we're a public court, we're a public uh, facility. 
We have open court uh, courtrooms. You know, it's open to the public. People should know what goes on, and uh, citizens should know what goes on in the in the courthouse, and uh, um, and know if they come in, they'll be treated with dignity as human beings. So we've made a lot of progress. Do you think that is largely attributable to the um, the spark? that was started with the Franklin Williams Commission? Absolutely. Otherwise, we'd still be... <laughs> I think the commission and um, Ambassador Williams really started the whole process uh, in New York State. Uh, New York uh, Ambassador Williams initiated many actions, uh, continuing our leadership in, uh, in New York uh, to just let everyone know about the perception of racism and inequality in the New York State court system and uh, said this isn't right and we should do something about it, made recommendations. Um, he broke through um, and got people's attention and presented examples of what was not right and everybody recognized this is not right and I understand that many Many other states have also followed in uh, setting up minority commissions. So uh, without his work, uh, we might still be back where uh, everybody's treated like a scale when they walk into the court system.